Time for the blunders. Paul Teron, the, ma- the managing director of Vest Act. Tell me about this terrible, terrible story that's brewing in Japan, Paul Teron. Ah, yes, Bruce. You know, I love the Japanese, and there's a terrible diaper shortage in Japan. You know, you don't want to be caught short. On the young. <laughs> hmm? You don't want to be caught short of a diaper in Japan, no. Well, the diapers are definitely wasted on the very young. Apparently, you can only use those things once. But uh, in Japan, in fact, there are lots of old people. And not many babies. So it's the adult diapers that have sold out. And there are two reasons. Firstly, the good quality Japanese ones are going to China. And secondly, on the 1st of April, there's a VAT increase, or like a sales tax increase. It's going up from 3% to 5% in China. So there's been massive hoarding before the time. <laughs> but anyway, Bruce, that's the story. The Japanese love them. Changing the world one adult diaper at a time. Absolutely spectacular. Diaper hoarding is something that would have made the RVA beer proud uh, circa 1994. <laughs> Give me a sense, please, of Cuban Twitter, because we've seen the Turks try to block Twitter. Uh, what are the Cubans doing? This is a better story than your prior one about the EFF Twitter. This is the Bay of Tweets, as opposed to the old uh, <laughs> mistake in Cuba that was called the Bay of Pigs. So, of course, real Twitter is not available in Cuba, but... USAID, which is supposed to be, you know, like an organization that does aid projects. It was outed this week because it had been secretly funding a sort of dumbed-down version of Twitter, which was supposedly invented by a Cuban programmer and launched, and it was called Zanzanzeo. So the idea was of some misguided individual in Washington was to hook him with the chatting on this online forum and then sort of spread democracy and freedom. Instead, it got outed. Now their reputation is ruined. The whole thing not clearly thought through, probably not to private sector standards. And anyway, Bruce, Zan Zan Zayo, what kind of a name is that? Sounds like an erectile dysfunction drug that failed to launch. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you mean you're, you're big on Twitter. You like Twitter very much. You like it as a, a mechanism to communicate. Somebody is commenting on Mike Ronsky's remarks this evening, measuring our big uh, debate last night, the big uh, politi- uh, political economy debate. Uh, this person on Twitter says, your guest, Mike Ronsky, seems to think that tweeters are opinion leaders. Every major CEO I know is not a Twitterer. Maybe that means that major CEOs are not opinion leaders. They're incredibly rich and they're terribly influential in their sphere, but they don't make opinion, do they, Paul Teron? This last person who sent that message in is obviously some old bonehead <laughs> over the age of 70. <laughs> Paul Teron, control yourself. Um, you, know, you don't upset Paul Teron. He loves Twitter sometimes more than the family pets. Um, you, you're, a, you're also a bit of a jogger in your spare time. Um, well, tell yeah, me about international you. marathons. Uh, international marathons are huge business, Bruce, huge, huge. It's the Paris Marathon uh, this weekend. Shout out to Saul and Randall, two friends running that. But huge, huge for tourism because, of course, people flood into the city. They spend lots of money. North Korea wants to get some of that action. They've announced this week they're throwing open the Pyongyang Marathon to all comers. But so far, no takers. Well, you know, why what that be? Because in the last year, two Christian missionaries have been arrested and sent 15 years in labor camps for trying to overthrow the state, foreigners. Enemies of the state in North Korea, one lot got machine guns with an anti-aircraft gun against the concrete wall. Another group were fed to a gang of hungry dogs. So, no. Thank you very much, Kim Jong-un. Go run your own marathon, you fat bastard. <laughs> Paul Teron, um, certainly you get your best time if you did the Pyongyang Marathon because you wouldn't want to be caught. <laughs> uh, last one. Um, Ivan Glazenberg and Mr. Davis, um, I thought they were over-fighting, but are they still bickering? 
Yep, it looks like that a little bit. Because remember, uh, Glencore, that's the Glazenberg piece, and Davis, that's just the Extrada piece, got merged, and Mick, well, he made a lot of money out of it, but he left. So, you know, it's been a tricky time in the mining game, but Mick, you can't keep him down. He's back. He's launched a new business called X2. Get it? You know, Extrata, that was one. X1, this is X2. And he's raised a lot of money from the private equity community. So this week, Ivan Glassenberg, speaking at an FT Commodities Summit, said, you know, it's a bad idea. High gearing, private equities, that doesn't work. This industry of ours doesn't have steady cash flows. It's not for the little boys. Thank you very much. He's basically doing an epic side tweet there. So Mick Davis, get out of town. Your future is so bright you should be wearing a mining helmet. But that's the point, isn't it? These guys have made enough money. Uh, Paul Teron, the Managing Director of Vestac, with the business blunders this evening on the line to us from Johannesburg.